0: You're listening to SACON Talks with SACON bam, Oh my God. <laughs> Hello everybody. This is SACON Simbla. You are listening to SACON Talks. I just walked back in the door. I got my water on to get my tea ready. Um, I'm gonna have to have something nice and soothing for my voice. I really would like to have a nice chai and I probably should be sleeping because I have not gotten a lot of sleep this week but I had to uh, get on here and talk. It's been a very exciting week and I gotta catch up my listeners. I gotta catch my listeners up to what's been going on in my life Um, We just opened The Secret Life of Bees off Broadway um, as a part of the Atlantic Theater Company down in Chelsea. That was exciting. And also my show in the dark has been continuously going and I have not really talked about that at all. So I have to get into in the dark, y'all. Oh, can you hear it? There's my water boiling. Let me pour my tea, y'all. Let's see, what type will I have today? All right, so I got a nice chai I just made with um, I did coconut sugar and cashew milk. I don't know, they supposed to be alkaline friendly. Who knows? Who knows? Only the alkaline specialists know. I'm just having a cup of tea, though. <laughs> having a cup of tea while I share the tea. Mmm, so nice. It's got a real nice nutty flavor. It's um oh I'd be so excited when I get some tea sponsorships so I can like really um give y'all some real taste tests and stuff. This is Saycon Talks and we'll be right back. Follow Say Say Sing on Snapchat. So that little song I was humming. (laughs) That is a song that I just sang I literally just came from the Apollo Theater I was uh, featured on a track by Darian Dean And um, he asked me to drop in on his concert tonight That he was doing at the Apollo Cafe Which is like the smaller space inside of the Apollo Apollo Theater, yes, Harlem's own, New York's own Apollo Theater. Um, I'm looking at his Instagram right now. He gave me some nice little shout-outs on here. He said that while we were working on the song, so the song is called Straight Up, and he said while we were working on the song, he was looking for the perfect female to balance the voice, and um, Les Cleveland, who MD'd some shows and concerts that I did, um, told him about me. So, he, yes, very true. He called me up. He asked me to come sing some vocals. I literally... Probably was at the studio with him Maybe 30 minutes Like he had the track ready He had it queued up I came through, I sang and, uh, and that was that And I haven't seen him since that session And then I just went to the Apollo and sang with him Walked in the door just in time As you know I am doing a live theater piece right now Called The Secret Life of Bees And we opened last week what and the crowd goes wild let me have a sip of this tea y'all i am drinking a chai i hope my swallow and tea placing sounds don't bother you any of my people who like asmr i'm sure you don't mind you don't mind at all um the crowd goes wild yes i opened a show on thursday I opened The Secret Life of Bees off-Broadway on Thursday, and it was a lot of fun. I was very nervous because the very same day I had an audition, and I was like, man, I don't want to focus on that. You know, there's a lot of pressure to be on point, to look good, to sound good, to know all your marks, to be safe and not be bumping into people and you know light fixtures and set pieces and things so tried my best to be as focused as I could and I did that by recording my audition tape the night before honey yeah a lot of these shows y'all watch on tv actors like myself we go to places or we we set up cameras in our homes or we go to studios and we record these auditions so the night before we opened I recorded an audition the very next day I came to the theater. I hit it, boom, boom, bap. We did it. I got so many beautiful flowers from friends, fans, associates. I was very pleased. Oh, and my my man, my uh, my agent, uh, the agency sent me some flowers as well. So that was so lovely. I was really appreciative. The dressing room is full of flowers, especially on the girl side right now. So that's really lovely. Yeah. So the show is open. So if y'all can come and see it, if you if you hear this podcast on time, check us out, playing at the Atlantic Theater Company, The Secret Life of Bees. So in between all of this exciting hoopla of doing a, a play, being back doing a live show, I have neglected to talk about the fact that I am on a television series. The show is on The CW and it is called In The Dark. For any of my uh, big time lovers of TV, you may have seen me uh, the year before on Scandal. I had a recurring character on that show. I played the FBI director, Angela Webster. And that was a very exciting time. So having a chance to have another very heavily recurring character on television has been very um, exciting for me. Very different because I had a lot more responsibility on this show than I've had on a television show before. And it was just a great opportunity to, to get my feet wet with like what it feels like to be you know, filming daily and spending a lot of time on a television show Usually on TV and movies and things I, You know, I have popped in with a little guest star here and there And, um, you know, I, I, I must admit a majority of my career has been You know, I'd say 70% of my career has been on stage, you know So I really relish those opportunities to do television So this show that I'm on It's on the CW, and I'm playing a cop. Uh, Well, you know what? I'm going to, I should say I'm playing a detective. The detective's name is Jules, and she grew up in Chicago. It's a fun character, um, but a laid-back character, I'd say. She's not, like, all wild and crazy, you know. Um, But I've been slowly seeing how a lot of fans... Um, people, you know, whenever I get on Twitter and I tweet, if I do any live tweeting during the show, if I make comments and things, people give me, show me a lot of love. And I really appreciate that. It's fun to just kind of learn what people are thinking about the show. Um, the basic premise of the show is focused on a young woman played by Perry Matfield. The young woman, the character, her name is Murphy and she has a best friend named Jess. And she works with a guy named Felix. Her mom's name is Joy. And um, she has befriended a young man named Tyson who uh, is a frequent kid that's hanging out on the block near where she lives. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen the show. The show is uh, I believe up to its 10th episode right now. So you know what, I'm not gonna spoil anything too bad. But I'll just let you know that this young lady, she lives a very unapologetic life. She sleeps with who she wants to sleep with. She, you know, she just lives life playing by her own rules. And she happens to be visually impaired. Some might use the word blind. Um, she lost her sight as a teenager And on this show, you get to see how she manages life post-sight. And it's really fascinating. And in New York, there are several um, schools for the visually impaired. Um, And so when I'm in certain areas, I will see um, some groups of people. I even saw some people today um, because the area that my theater is in is near a school and, um, well, near a, a school for the blind. And this show, it just gives you a lot of insight on just sort of the day-to-day lifestyle of someone who is living an otherwise normal life. And um, through Murphy's character, you get to see all of that. Uh, when she discovers that someone really close to her is missing, she is determined to find out, you know, what happened, if he was murdered, to find him she is determined but I guess because her life is such of a you know seems to be such a crap show to a lot of people you know they don't want to believe her when she when she tells them that her friend is missing so this show you get to go on a journey and I play one of the detectives who's on the case Miss Jules Becker uh funny little story I was in L.A. the previous year um, auditioning for um, pilots. It was pilot season. I was auditioning, auditioning, you know, for a series regular type of role. And I tested, um, you know, a couple of times and did not get the roles that I tested for. For anybody who doesn't know, a test for an actor AKA screen test or network test is basically what happens when they have narrowed it down. You know, we all a lot of people want to get into the acting business, but there is a lot of uh, pressure and auditions that you face when you're trying to get a role on a TV show. So basically, when you test for a show, um, you know, let's just say that for a role, maybe a hundred actresses have auditioned for the role. They may have submitted tapes, they may have gone to the casting director's office directly and auditioned with them, and then they narrow it down. You know, they cut it down to 20 actresses, they cut it down to 15 actresses, they cut it down to 10. And generally, by the time they decide to start having tests so that the big wigs at the network take a look, they have then cut it down to, say, five, maybe three, maybe even two actresses. They cut it down. They narrow it down. I'm using actresses in my case because that's me. But it's the same with actors. Or, you know, sometimes they test several roles at the same time. I remember years ago I tested for Brandy had a new television show coming on. What was the name of that show? I can't remember the name of that show. But I auditioned to play, like, her, I guess, her publicist or something. It was real cute. But they were testing my role. They were testing several roles. Her best friend role. Um, Bunch of stuff at the same time Anyway, they narrow it down And by the time they've narrowed it down This is when they're really seriously considering Who will be on the show So, make a long story short I tested for other shows And I didn't get the part And then I got back to New York And I was auditioning Um, Just, you know, going about my business Auditioning here and there And sometimes, you know, when you audition a lot you know, you go through these waves where you have these pockets where you're super, super focused. And then you have pockets where you're like, ooh, you're just kind of laying back on things, you know. And I was in a pocket where I was laying back. I was about to take a trip. One of my good friends was like, girl, let's go to D.C. She wanted to uh, see the new African-American Museum. I said, yeah, let's go. And Maybe a couple of weeks before we, as we were planning our trip, I had put this little audition on tape to play this cop. And this was not a like something that I would think I would have to test for or anything, and I was kind of hurried, but it felt like a, a role that was comfortable for me. So I, I threw on a blazer and went and did did my tape and you know went about my business. So a couple of weeks later, I'm literally like, I think the day before or two days before, I'm about to leave to go to DC, and my agent calls and says, "Wait, before you go to DC, you got a role on a show," and I'm like, "What show?" I swear to y'all, I could not remember what show it was because I had put so much focus during, you know, when I was testing that as the year had gone on and I was doing other things, you know, readings and workshops. I had been workshopping The Secret Life of Bees, different stuff was going on. I had just kind of put it out my mind. And you best believe it was this role jewels. <laughs> it was the role of jewels, um on In the Dark. Luckily I was able to enjoy my little vacation My quick little out of town trip I saw that museum, it was beautiful I came back and had to pack my stuff And get ready to go to Toronto So that I could film in the dark <laughs> A series that I had no idea um, Would end up taking me on to it For as long as it did I thought it was going to be a couple of episodes Boy did it turn out to be much much more so uh, yeah, it turned out to be the entire season. <laughs> this is Secon Talks. We'll be right back. Follow Secon Simbla on Twitter. Hey, what's up, Secon Talks listeners? Don't forget to search Secon or search Secon Simbla to hear my music. Download it, play it, stream it, enjoy it. Please support. Thanks again for listening. Yes, yes, y'all. And it don't stop. (laughs) What's up? It's Saekhan. I'm back. And yes, In the Dark turned out to be, I mean, for me anyway, it turned out to be the little engine that could. I had no idea that that quick audition. I mean, let me tell you how crazy this audition was. I did it so quickly that I forgot to slate. And the agency, they call, they say, you forgot the slate. The slate basically is when um, you say, hi, my name is Saycon Semblo and I'm 5'5". Five five. You say your name, you say your height. Some slates, they might ask you to say your name and then say what city you're based in. And some slates might ask you to pan up and down so they can see your body frame. This was one of those body frame slates. And I distinctly remember I was going down to get a massage that day i be about that massage life, y'all, about that wellness. And before, when I got to the massage place, <laughs> I asked the lady who was checking me in, I said, excuse me, could you do me a favor before we go inside? And she was like, yeah. I said, could you hold the camera up and then scan me up and down and then just pause it for a second and press stop? And she was like, okay. And so literally my slate for in the dark was standing outside of this, um, this spa place. (laughs) She scanned me up and down. I said, hi, I'm Saikon Simbla and I'm 5'5". And then she scanned me up and down. And then I, man, don't we love technology? I downloaded that mug onto my Dropbox and I sent it to my agents. I said, hey, can you all tack that on to the um, the audition? And they sent it. And then I just, like I said, I continued on about my business, wasn't thinking about it. Let, Let me tell you guys, this is a lesson right here that And I tread carefully when I say this, I'm always telling people to do shady stuff and then I got to tread carefully about it. Right. On the last episode, I was talking about well-behaved women. Sometimes you got to break rules. I'm I'm mentioning this because sometimes people don't do things because they want everything to be perfect. You know, they'll be like, oh, you know, I don't have the perfect backdrop or I don't have the perfect, you know, outfit or whatever. Let me say let me tell you all. I had, my hair was so dry for that audition. My makeup was pretty decent, but my hair wasn't really popping like that. And I just put this jacket on and a t-shirt and my slate was down the street. You know what I'm saying? And I still got the part because I really focused on the actual lines and the words. And sometimes you may not be able to have the perfect lighting. Don't get me wrong. You want your lighting to be perfect. You want your location to be perfect. But you know, my audition was pretty good. And that slate, I just had to make it happen. And I'm so proud that I did that rather than let that stop me. A lot of us will stop because we get nervous. You know, we're like, oh, my God, you know, this lighting is bad or this is this, that, whatever, you know. The main audition showed me in a really good light so I can show my beauty, show my talent. And then I just did that little, um, I did that little slate real quick and we tacked it on to the tape and, and I still was able to get the part. So that's just a quick lesson that. If the spirit moves you, you know, sometimes go ahead and do it anyway, you know. So, yeah, I'm about to go to D.C. I get this call that that they want me to go do this show in Toronto. So as soon as I got back, I was packing and trying to figure out what I was going to do with my apartment. And um, I am a working actress. I am not rich by any means. So whenever I can um, make sure I'm not throwing money down the drain, I do that, you know. So. I just made my preparations and I went to Toronto I got I think they were asking me for my sizes a lot of times they ask you for your sizes so I sent them my sizes ahead of time and then I was trying to figure out how I could replicate the hairstyle that I had in that audition um, or something a better version of it so I started you know figuring that out calling my homegirl down at down at this uh, place that does that has some really nice hair extensions just trying to figure that out, y'all. Honey, y'all already heard that hair episode. If you haven't, check it out, the Hairversations episode. For a black actress, hair tends to be one of the first things that we stop and think about when we are auditioning for a role. Because you do not want to use your real hair and have your hair be burnt up with curling irons and blow dryers uh, and just be going through that stress. So getting my hair situation together. That was one of the first things I started figuring out as soon as I got back from DC. So uh, I called a girl that I knew that worked at a place that has some really great extensions. They hooked me up, made a unit, made a piece, worked it out (laughs) and packed my bags and went to Toronto. I was in a really nice hotel. And I remember at the time I had just gotten there and this Caribbean festival was still going on, real exciting time. They call it Caribana. Anybody, any of my Toronto listeners, what's up, people in Toronto, um, Caribana? It was, I've heard about it before. I had only recently sort of heard about it. But, man, these people were having a good time. I, I literally got there, like, on the last day, and I caught this um, this performance in the park, just walking around, just taking a breath caught a performance in the park of this Haitian dance troupe performing and just trying to ease my mind before I had to show up on set, you know, the next day. You know, going to set, going to the hair and makeup trailer, it's always super nerve wracking, memorizing your lines, knowing you're going to meet everybody for the first time. Basically, I have replaced an actor who was a smaller, the role was like a beat cop. And then they decided to make it into the partner to one of the main characters played by Rich Sumner. So here I am playing his partner and we're reshooting scenes from the pilot. So, uh, you know, going on set and... I'm not going to front y'all. I was so nervous. Gosh, I was so nervous. Like, you know, everybody kind of knew each other because most of them had shot before. I know that Rich was also um replacing as well and you know we just just came in there and just did my thing you know and that scene is in the the very first trailer that they made for the pilot if you go on YouTube and look it up that scene is there and you'll see me um in the room but meeting uh the actresses (laughs) I just I was really happy to be there but I was nervous I can't even lie I was nervous the thing I was most excited about was that the uh, for lunch, I was able to get all the natural foods I wanted because I was really on my natural foods kick. When I have time and energy, I really try to focus on natural foods. So they had a lot of fresh, natural vegetables, natural foods that weren't like overly processed. That's been like a big focus for me. So when you're on set, besides worrying about your lines, you're just trying to maintain yourself, you know? I mean, seriously, maintaining your well-being, Your sense of self while you're doing a television series out of the country is one of the most difficult things ever. I use this um, video texting app, so I would make little videos and talk to my cousin a lot, talk to uh, different friends. One of my friends, my good friend, Christine Horn, who is gonna be featured on an upcoming episode promoting her new book that's coming out. Um, Shout out to Christine Horn. Christine was filming a show uh in Vancouver. So she and I would be on Marco Polo like girl, girl talking about the price of fish and talking about you know just being in our hotel room and just just studying our lines and trying to, you know, figure out getting along with new people, making new acquaintances, new castmates, you know. It's very isolating. So she was shooting her show, I was shooting my show, and um I was just trying to find that balance. One thing that you might be curious about and might may have never thought about is your sleep cycle when you are working on a television show. Doing Broadway, doing theater, off-Broadway, doing concerts, you know, puts you in this pocket where you're performing at night for the most part. Or if you're doing matinees, those matinees start, you know, at 2 o'clock. So you're having a one thirty half hour or maybe 3 o'clock matinee. So for all intents and purposes, your day is pretty much a late day. It's not the, nine, the typical 9 to 5 day except for when you're rehearsing a show. But let me tell y'all something. With television, that schedule is going to be what it's going to be. It's all over the place. So being able to catch your sleep is kind of difficult. On any given day, you could be called to be picked up at 4 a.m. to be on set in hair and makeup if it's two hours away you you know when you're shooting on location you may have to go to hair and makeup at 6 30 7 o'clock depending on what time they wrap the night before and then a couple of days later you could be doing a night shoot I know I did some night shoots where some scenes where I was driving and I had to be driving at night and we were shooting those bad boys at like 10 o'clock 11 o'clock at night you know and when you have lines and you know sometimes lines change and different things going on it really uh, it can be hard to sleep (laughs) there's a woman on my show now who was telling me how she has the hardest time sleeping she's a musician dope bass player and she we were just talking about sleep you know so trying to catch my sleep trying to figure out what I was eating trying to memorize my lines trying to make friends These are all the things that go on behind the scenes on a television show that you don't think about. So everybody's watching the show and they're looking at how hot the guys are on the show. And the guys are hot. Let me tell you, the guys are hot. My co-star who plays my love interest, uh, Mr. Keston John, good looking guy. We also have Derek Webster, who's also very good looking. Morgan Krantz. Rich Sumner, Summer, as I was saying, I think I said his name wrong earlier. Rich Summer. Um and all and of course Themela Mpumwana um, uh, who plays young our teen, young Tyson Parker. And Lord have mercy, let me not forget the snack himself, Mr. Casey Dietrich. <laughs> I made a post calling him a snack and Lord that thing got retweeted so many times. Um the women, of course, are beautiful as well. We had Umberly Gonzalez, who's also reoccurring. Oh, and Sammy Acero. Shout out to Sammy, young up up and coming um, actor um, based in Toronto. Uh, I became really cool with Leslie Silva, who's recurring on the show. Yeah, you surround about all these good looking people. And the last thing you want to be thinking about. For for as much as I'm trying to sell these tickets to this show Because the people look so good That's my little saying I always say we selling tickets When I say oh they put good looking people and stuff Is you can't be messing around with none of them You gotta be focused I mean never say never I don't know who people messing around with I wouldn't mess around with nobody That's the T on that Um, Keston my love interest is very married in real life In fact he and his lovely wife Had a baby While we were uh, traveling while we were in Toronto, and so I kept it very professional. But I ain't scared to talk about how cute people are, cause we all got eyes, y'all. We got eyes, okay? Miss Brooke Markham, and let me tell you, this woman is so beautiful. She'll look you in your eye like Prince, and ask you, "Are you gonna get some dinner tonight?" And you'd be like, "Uh, I don't know." She's so beautiful. And our leading lady, Miss Perry. Man, this girl was probably one of the hardest working people I've ever seen in my life. You know, she spent a lot of time on set. You know, I don't know how she did it. They really, um, I feel like they really supported her. And she really is just open-minded and ready to dive in. You know, always really knowing her lines. And just, you know, she's super focused on doing the show and, and not doing anything else. That's the other thing. I, I Let me add this in. Is that when you are recurring character on the show especially if your responsibility level is is just as high as some of the other uh leads on the show the thing that makes it difficult is having to travel so I was traveling back and forth um and still doing and auditioning for and focusing on other projects you know in New York so you know that made for a little bit of a difficult time sometimes on set you know grounding myself every time I got back to Toronto um, you know like I say when, when it started off I, I had no idea that you know it would be such an intense period you know I had no idea that the show that they would have me on you know the whole season I had no idea it was gonna be like that so you know grounding myself and focusing and like you know being ready You know, ready to rock and roll every day For me, I must say it was a difficult task Um, But I learned so much About myself, about my needs um, Just about Sort of everyday, day-to-day set life With a new show You know, when I was on Scandal Scandal is a show that had been going for some time So by the time I got there It was a very well-running, well-oiled machine Okay in the dark was a new show so every time new things were happening new people were being established new characters you know everything was new so you know things were developing and and melding and coming together as it happened you know so being a part of that watching it grow and seeing you know what the studio was and watching the costume department figure out you know I watch as I've been watching the season right now I think we're up to like episode 10 or I think 11 will be coming on next week. Um, I see how my clothing got better. Eventually, even literally the the one of the main um, producers came up to me and he said, hey, we're going to get you some blouses made. You know, I guess they wanted to, you know, have me looking better in the show, which made me feel great. Um, And I see it, you know, as I watch the show, I can see how, you know, my costumes got better and you know, how things really started to uh, to change. You know, Brian Danley, he's so sweet, shout out to Brian. He gave me so much love. And one of the most hilarious things ever was when I realized that they did not know me from the previous CBS test. They had no idea. They literally just cast me off my tape. They weren't getting all into my resume or anything. They liked me from my tape. I found out like maybe a month or two later because brian found out that i had been in wicked years ago he i came to i came to work one day you know getting ready for my scene i came on set so we could rehearse the scene and brian stops me and he says you're in you were in alphabet? <laughs> y'all this man apparently loves musical theater so he asked me if I was an elf. And I said, yeah, yeah, I was an elf. he's like, oh, my God, I had no idea. And he proceeded to fan out. This big time television film director fanned out over me. And I was so flattered. Man, I was so flattered for the love. And then, you know, it was so nice to uh, have that appreciation. Because let me tell y'all, when you are a person who does a lot of theater, sometimes it's hard to get respect, especially if you sing tell y'all right now it is so hard to get respect as an actress when you are an equally good singer so it can at different times it can be a part of my way or many of us you know we sort of learn to downplay the singing because they don't want to take you seriously when they know that you can sing. they don't want to always put you on tv so it was wonderful to be on a show where you know the the showrunner or main or i hope i'm calling his title correctly You know, one of the main producers on the show respected and loved the fact that I was a part of musical theater. Like, that really made my day. It's something that I grapple with a lot. You know, having respect as an actress, yet also being a person who is so known in New York for musical theater. You know, getting that Tony nomination for the play, Eclipsed, definitely made a difference in my career. Because for all the musicals I had done musical after musical after musical in at least 10 production contracts that's like the broadway style contract be it on broadway or broadway tour finally the one that was a straight play is the one where i got my tony nomination can you imagine so i always thought that i would get a nomination for singing i was hoping fingers crossed that maybe the the Bob Marley show that I did where I play Rita Marley I was like man if this show goes to Broadway this will be my Tony nomination people could see how good I can sing while I'm acting I'm acting and I'm singing and I'm doing accents and man that thing ended up going to uh, Birmingham England uh and then I was doing Scandal and then like things just happen in a different way so having some respect as a singer and actress on in the dark has been amazing um i didn't want to spoil it too much as i opened up the idea of talking about being on in the dark i'm going to do another episode where i talk about the show and maybe i'll get to feature some of the other actors who were on the show with me maybe check in with keston see how he and his wife are doing how the baby's doing um you know anybody who's watching the show at this point is getting pretty heavy the storyline Um, trying to find out who the murderer is trying to find out you know if Murphy is gonna turn her life around and and do right by her her love thing (laughs) Mr. Casey himself (laughs) you know just figuring out what's gonna eventually happen with the show has been really exciting and the most hilarious thing of all is whenever my brother texts me when he's been watching the show I love it the fact that he watches and You know, he really enjoys the show. Christine and her husband, they watch the show as well. So I'm not going to put too many spoilers on this episode. Just want to talk a little bit about what it's been like to be a part of a television series, to be on episode after episode, and uh, to be on the CW with In the Dark. It's been a great blessing. Um... There's more to come, more that I will talk about, including how I took a trip to Africa in the middle of the season. Ha! Yes, I did. I went straight to Liberia. La o La Yes, I went to Liberia while I was filming this show. And I'll talk about that in an upcoming episode of Secon Talks. This is Saikon Simbla. You are listening to Secon Talks. Thank you and have a great week. Like Sakon Singbla on Facebook, Honey Wax.